Welcome to another episode of How in the Know, a Bye. podcast about sex work for Bye. sex workers by sex workers. Bye. I am Selena the Stripper. My, Selena. My co-host is Cavalier Clover. Whoa, that one's pretty good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> today we are joined by sensational, seductive, <laughs> sensitive, Sita Kaylin. Hey, everybody. She is a prolific author, photographer, former stripper, um, I don't know if that's correct, even. It's a former? Stripper, yeah. Still currently. I'm just going to say stripper. Amazing. And <laughs> long-time full-service sex worker, and we cannot be more excited to have her on the podcast. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for taking time out Thank of your you. busy life. This is amazing. Um, so every episode, we start off by honoring our ancestors in a segment uh, we call Historical Hose. So uh, this week's historical ho is Sheila Vogel Coop, and I got most of my uh, info from Wiki. Also, there's an article in the Times of Israel, which was an interesting <laughs> place to find some info about the sex worker and also the Metro UK. So, Sheila or Sheila Vogel Coop is the oldest sex worker in the UK. Um, I mean, oldest documented. She so she became a sex worker in 2014 at the age of 81 which is definitely a unique turn. People tend to get into sex work pretty early on. But to start at 81 is a unique thing. Um, and she's featured in the television documentary, My Granny the Escort. Uh, she appears in the film along with two other mature escorts over the age of 60. And she says, quote, I'm not ashamed to say I like sex. Um, so she got into sex work in part because uh, her husband died and she was kind of like, she was lonely, uh, and wanted some companionship. And oh. yeah, and she also enjoyed sex. She had a very like liberal attitude about it, and uh, so she got into it. Um, and she talks about this in some interviews. Um, so in 2010, paparazzi snapped photos of Vogel Coop arriving at a hotel to meet a client that were published to the horror and embarrassment of her granddaughter, Kate Weissel, who at that time was an X Factor contestant. So there's some interviews with her granddaughter who's like, I'm very ashamed. I don't know why she would do this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad. I'm like, you know, this, this kind of thing happens. I mean, not happens, but it's like, <laughs> I'm just like, I've, you know. It's kind of sweet and it's kind of adorable. Like yeah. finding out that your granny is like, okay, like my granny's escorting now. <laughs> uh, anyway, why still cut off relations with her grandmother? Very sad. Uh, sad. Accusing her of, of sabotaging her chance at stardom from X Factor. <sighs> yes, I know, right? <laughs> from reality, her like fruitful retaliation. Anything, she just upped her chances. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like she has a, a great home in reality television. <laughs> if that's her game. Um, I could, I mean, they could definitely, I know they could totally have like a, you know, some kind of like reality show with the two of them, like my granny, the, (laughs) my granny escorts and I am an X Factor client. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're just an interesting sounding family, but I guess Katie's kind of, um, not, not, not as cool. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Not not that hip. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, so Weissel cut off relations with her grandmother, accusing her of sabotaging her chance at stardom. In retaliation, her grandma, who goes by uh, Grandam Cecilia Bird, <laughs> that's quite a name, uh, has appeared in a porn film titled The Great British Granny Bang. 
I'm dying inside. This is amazing. Uh, and she went on morning television to claim that, in fact, it was her granddaughter who was ruining her career. True. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like Granny was just trying to do her thing, and then her granddaughter's like, wow. Like let now, me throw a fit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, one, let me throw a fit. Like but shame also, my grandmother. Let yeah. me shame my grandma. And also, like, her granddaughter decided she was going to chase the fame, and as a result, she outed her grandma. So it was like... Oh, like, my God. True. Yeah. So, right. like, the grandma was just kind of like... Like a casualty of, you know, Katie's desire for fame Ugh. in X Factor. Gross, um, Katie. I mean, you know. I hope she didn't. So she has like some supporters in her family. I was like reading that I think like uh, one of her children and like some of her grand, like her grandson or something supports her. Like they haven't cut her off, but like it has caused a major riff in the family. Wild. Mm-hmm. So I think if I found out that like our grandma was <laughs> doing this, I would have just been like, Hell yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have had so many things to talk about. Yeah. Um, so the so to clarify in the UK, the Sexual Offenses Act of nineteen fifty six and two thousand three criminalizes activities around prostitution. But the exchange of money for sex is legal in the UK, so long as the person offering sex is eighteen years old or older. <laughs> uh, and Vogelkoop is 81. Well, actually, she's older than that now because this was like written in 2014. So add some years onto that. <laughs> um, and the transa- so the other like stipulation is that the transaction does not take place in public. So I guess no like street walking or outdoor solicitation. Hmm. Mm. Um, so Vogelkoop keeps it legal as she services an average of 10 clients a week and charges upwards of 420 an hour. That's a lot of clients. Yeah, yeah that, that is, is a lot of clients. That's like... <laughs> that's she's crazy. I'm, I'm really impressed, honestly. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of stamina. Yeah. Um, so she says, people are very judgmental. Wait, the, the way that they've, like, described her is so specific. It's really funny. So this is... Okay, so if you can not... If you don't know, I copy and pasted this part from the Times of Israel. <laughs> so it says, quote, people are very judgmental. The octogenarian member of a liberal synagogue remarks. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as though I am a murderer. I haven't hurt anybody. And, quote, I don't think I will ever stop, Sheila says, ahead of appearing on a new Channel 4 documentary. So to repeat, it is my granny, the escort. If you would like to see more about this amazing woman. Um, Sheila Vogelkoop. Yes, she's really cute. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, so they had her on the morning show, and they were interviewing her, and she's just, like, this adorable, like, elderly woman who's just, like, very very sweet and, like, trying to explain things. And then, like, they're, like, shaming her, and I'm like, why are you shaming this woman? And she, But she manages to stick to her guns, and, like, during that interview, that's where she's like, you know what? My granddaughter ruined my career. And <laughs> it's like a realization that she comes to mid-interview, and I'm like, this is really sweet. Um, oh, she's adorable. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Sheila Vogelkoop, um, who is this week's historical hoe. So, Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. Okay, so um, I definitely introduced Sita earlier, but just to reiterate, author, photographer, stripper, sex worker, uh, full-service sex worker, it's amazing, and she's here, and uh, so excited. Cannot be more excited. Hey. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're going to kind of jump into it. Yep, let's do it. 
Okay, so you have been in the industry for how long? Um, I think it's going on, it's 27 years, over a little over 27 years. Wow, that's like an incredible length of time. That's <laughs> yeah, like a lot of longevity. Like, it is. It's actually like longer than a lot of the girls I sleep with with my clients. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're younger than, I'm like, well, yeah, I've been dancing in the industry, not dancing, but yeah, like yeah. Yeah. longer than you've been alive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How did you uh, begin? <clears throat> so like a lot of women, I was in college mm-hmm. um, working like four jobs. I never got any student loans, mm-hmm. so I was just worked like a ton of jobs to get through um and sorry one other thing you were working on uh you were studying like prison reform things yeah in college i was actually pre-law and i just wanted my juris doctorate so that i could um uh yeah I just it most I never wanted to be a lawyer although i actually would have been a really great lawyer but (laughs) uh i just wanted the credentials like the um whatever you know the clout kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because my whole and I was a, a minor in criminal justice because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do uh, redesign the prison system yeah and so. I I was like looking into some of your um, writing about like how you would reform the prison system. oh yeah what do you think I thought it was I mean it's pretty spot-on I mean you know it's actually interesting I've never actually shared that publicly my those ideas before but I figured like well I should might as well yeah and then I have friends who were who spent a lot of time in prison uh-huh. and now actually one of them wants me to whatever anyway like but he um he's like these are really good ideas actually I'm yeah. like, oh good <laughs> I mean it's been so many you know it was like 1991 mm-hmm. or something you know or 90 uh-huh I, I mean like you had like a lot of ideas and I mean they're still like super current <clears throat> ideas um, yeah they're right they, nothing has seems to have changed that much Can we go over no them? I didn't get to reading this part so it's just that I um you know, prison, the way the system is now, it's just a warehousing system, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't rehabil- rehabilitate anyone, and yeah. it really only just makes these guys um, better criminals or furthers them. And then when they get out after, you know... There is no talk- rehabilitation. No, barely any, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a little bit, not much. Yeah. Um, and prison's obviously, you know, pretty awful. And the the problem of your record afterward didn't And also you that you employment. have this huge gap of where you haven't done yeah. anything to mm-hmm. show. And also, right, you know, if it's a felony, you can't get most jobs. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I wanted to do was, first of all, I like all drugs and everything to be legal. Mm-hmm. So that, you're, you know, these kids aren't doing 10 years for getting caught with 10 sheets of acid. Like, yeah. that's yeah. horrible. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah being and, locked up for nonviolent offenses. Yeah, like yeah. just get rid of those. You know, also because yeah. the thing is too, like taxpayers are paying like fifty thousand dollars a person yeah. a year. It's that's probably a more stunning now, amount actually. of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was back then. It's yeah. probably even a hundred. Definitely. You know, like that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Like we're paying for them to be in jail. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. So the idea was just to to um, rewire all of the the cells so that they got bills, and if mm-hmm. they, and, and I want all of them to work and make like. A decent wage, not like two cents an hour like they're making yeah, now. Yeah, I know. They're making like a dollar an hour. Yeah, in like so not places. probably, you know, minimum wage, but something so yeah. that they can stock away and they can save and yeah. then have money for their food and whatever because, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they pay bills. So they'd get, you know, if they don't, and if they don't pay their electricity bill, they don't have lights in their cell. I mean, it'd be, you know, tricky with two different people, you know, in a cell, yeah, like, yeah. but both of them would. But the reason why, you know, it teaches them to be responsible mm-hmm. in things that we all do. Yeah. And then when they get out, they have credit with PG&E or whatever it is, yeah. you know, and they can show that they've been, you know, on the payments on time. And yeah, and they have credit. a work history. Yeah, and a work history as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one small thing to give them sort of a leg up when yeah. they get out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that aside from, like, you know, removing, like, privatization of prisons and all of that, which is its own. Yeah, the thing is, though, you know, I understand people wanting to make money. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur, so I get mm-hmm. it, you know. Like, the thing is... 
if they're still if they're working and they're not getting paid as much as people on the out, the companies will still make money. Mm-hmm. They'll still make money off of them. Oh yeah. So I get that they want to make money off them. So my ideas doesn't take that away mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. It you know a little bit less, but like mm-hmm. not much. They'll still bank on them. Mm-hmm. But it helps the guys more, you know, yeah. and it'll help the country more. Yeah. You know, honestly. I mean, we're definitely in dire need of some prison reform yeah um, so okay so to lead into what i know you're gonna ask yeah. me next okay so while i'm doing this and i'm studying this and um uh-huh. i i was sick of being so broke you know and yeah. i had friends in san francisco <laughs> i was in this is in when i was in the city mm-hmm. my hometown um i had new girls who were, who were stripping mm-hmm. one girl was working at mitchell brothers and like oh my god her lifestyle was amazing to yeah. me you know and another girl who just moved into my flat um was working at lusty lady mm-hmm and I'd never. Oh, uh, Lusty Lady is a notable strip club in San Francisco that unionized. Yeah, uh, and it's no longer there. And it's no longer Which is there. Very sad. It's definitely yeah. It got, there are so many things that happened, and we'll talk about it on yeah. another episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a wormhole. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, and so I was like, you know, maybe I'll give this a try. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not shy person, and I've always been very open about my sexuality and sensuality. So, um, I. Uh, I went to audition. Well, I auditioned at Mitchell Brothers, and I did everything wrong. Like, <laughs> everything wrong. First of all, the audition process there is intense. Really? And they're very picky about who they hire. What do What do you have to do? But you go through, it's like, you, you, like most places, it's the Monday night audition. It's uh-huh. a Monday night contest. Oh. So you have to win the contest, but that's not even a guarantee you'll get hired. And mm. at the time, I think there were only, like... 40 women at a time would work there or maybe 60 like it's not oh. a, it's a big club yeah mm-hmm. but but not a lot of you know some other places have like 200 women on the roster yeah. you yeah. know that go like on a rotation mm-hmm. this place was like not that many women mm-hmm. okay they were extremely picky which kind of was great because it really did keep like this higher echelon of mm-hmm. dancer I think that's good and it's also like it shows that they kind of value the group that they have like yeah. Yeah. if they are selective because I think uh, whenever I you hire say, yeah. so many it becomes like you know you're you're working with a smaller and smaller pool of customers and right. it just yeah. like shows that you're more disposable to them right mm-hmm. although the owner of that club was he's dead now but he was a fucking asshole he actually killed his brother that's a whole Whoa. other thing oh I th- I yeah. read about yeah, this. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay. And Charlie Sheen and his brother made a movie about it called yes. Rated X. Yeah, that's yeah. A, about them. About there was like, a, did they did they work on like behind the green door? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. They actually, lap dances. That club. They invented so lap dances. They, yeah, it was, that place was the first time what? lap dances ever happened. Yeah. Wait. So I, what was going on? I think on it like started off dances. as like a porn theater. It was a porn theater. Uh-huh. So oh. they would sh- so they would show you know movies and guys would jack off mm-hmm. and then he they um they started making their own films and showing them intermittent with other you know like mm-hmm. six you know sixteen millimeter or whatever. And then they started having, I think they just had parties. I mean, they were doing tons of drugs and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And this was like late 60s, early 70s. Oh, wow. And um, then they just had friends and girls come and would do like go-go dancing, but then they would go in the audience and mm. and either like probably help these guys with their, you know, yeah. Yeah. whatever. And also at lap dance, you know, and yeah. so that was the first time that ever happened. Yeah. And uh, they were so deep, like in with the... Um with all of the government officials and stuff, oh, and, like yeah. crime and bosses and all off. of that, like yeah. everybody was paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Wait, I, porn theaters exist? I've never heard of that. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. They still yeah. do. <laughs> they totally exist. Like porn theaters, peep shows. That was back in the day. The only way you could watch porn mm-hmm. was, was actually a in a theater. I mean, so like that's were just a, drinking off side by side. Like it was formatted. Well, sometimes that, but yeah, also they same had theater seats. But they were probably trying to get a little yeah. space. But they tried to get a little space between each other. 
That's you know what was really crazy where I grew up <laughs> in the 70s? I think it went even until the very early 80s. There was an outdoor, you know, like a... Um, like a drive-in theater mm-hmm. that used to show X-rated video movies, and my <laughs> sisters and I, when we would drive by it, you could almost kind of see the screen. So uh-huh. we'd always like be craning our necks uh-huh. trying to see the screen. It's <laughs> like, how great is that? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing that you can like kind of see. I would definitely have been trying to peep so hard. <laughs> and I, for sure, I know. I wish I was older that I could have actually gone. Yeah, like how amazing. I yeah. know, so it's so what's iconic. A, what's a peep show versus a porn theater? Okay, so the peep show. Did you ever see Madonna's Open Your Heart video? Remember when she like the she's in behind the glass and this little thing comes up? Mm, yeah, it's from years ago. I know you're young, but like that she got that idea basically from what peep shows because mm-hmm. they also were in New York. They started like New yeah. York and San Francisco, and then mm-hmm. Lucy Lady opened one up in in Seattle. Yeah, but um, it's just the guys go in these little booths and like little small little booths, mm-hmm. and they close the door behind them, and it's dark, mm-hmm. and they put money in this little meter thing. And then the window comes up. Yeah, the and shades then, pull up. And then, so, yeah, it's like this weird... And then there's women in this, like, glass bowl, like a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, sometimes they'll dance in front of you. Sometimes they're having sex, like, with each other or, like, yeah, pretending like to have around. sex. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the guys can't touch. It's behind plexiglass. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And the girls so that are... exists still? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think in New York, I don't know if there's in any In New York, left. I don't know if it's... Yeah. I think and, Giuliani shut most of the everything down in uh, the city Yeah, that's very true. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of it, wasn't it taking place kind of in, like, Times Square? Like, yeah. Times Square. Yeah, and then when they yeah. turned that into Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. They cleaned that up. Yeah. So I don't know place. if there's any of them left. But. Yeah. I mean, you can also, um, they have, like, a lot of good representation in that uh, of that in, like, Pose, to like, trans sex workers working in the peep show booths. So oh. it's pretty good. You know what? They're actually, there's, you're, like, you're right. And also, um, there are some, there are some toy stores, like, some, like, you know, places yeah, where you yeah. get like porn and you know, yeah, sex everything. shops. Uh-huh. Sex shops, thank you. <laughs> where the big ones, there's some actually who have where you can go view, uh, you know, one you of can the movies watch or whatever. Too, and there's some yeah. of those girls who I think who do work like. Yeah, no, I've seen some signs for peep shows yeah. in like some sex shops, so I'm very curious. Hmm. Yeah, it seems pretty seedy, but yeah, I mean, know, but I mean so curious. This, I mean, yeah. exactly. Everybody, I mean, thinks about that about all. I don't levels. mean seedy in a bad way. By the way, I like seedy. So yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just for yeah, the yeah. audience. To know. I know we're like that was not a diss. <laughs> yeah, I like you can't. I don't think you can be in this industry if you don't have like somewhat of a bit of a twisted. Yeah, uh-huh. in a good way. Yeah, you know? if you if you are not interested in that, and also if you don't mind the grimy and, and yeah. weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really punk rock, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, <laughs> Um, so oh, so right. So I was sorry to go back. Yeah. So I was uh, working on the jail prison system and working in prisons and, and jails, and also um, I was at the DA's office too. And um, so, I, so I went to Leslie Lady and mm-hmm. I auditioned. No, oh, I no, I went to Mitchell Brothers. Did not get hired. Uh, so that was oh. like I mean because I just did every. Now looking back, I'm like yeah, of course. I oh, didn't what get do hired. you do though? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I wore. I'm. Uh, you know, I'm brunette and dark. And uh-huh. I'm really white right now, but normally I'm tan. But um, mm-hmm. I had my hair was short at the time, so I uh-huh. had a wig, and it was like black and ratty, uh-huh. like long, but like just really jet black, really then, synthetic. Yeah, like not great, you yeah. know. And then I wore this black patent leather, which the outfit was cute. Yeah, but I don't like brunettes in black. Yeah, and now that's what I learned. And I never made money in black ever. Yeah, because you kind of 
blend a, into the darkness. It's just kind of hard. Yeah. Oh. And unless guys are into the unless dom they're looking thing for doms. Or, right. Yeah. And I was never so I wore and I had these like black patent leather boots that were oh, really wow. high. Like that. Wow. You know, it was the whole thing, and I didn't know yeah. what the fuck I was doing. And that stage is huge, mm-hmm. and it's wood, Ooh. and it's really beautiful. Splinters. Like it has these. Yeah. No, it, 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 there was no splinters, but <laughs> it's just it's slippery though. Yeah. You could slide, you know. So oh. I hear kind of was walking like yeah. carefully and. Yeah. What um, shoes did you wear? Well, those black patent leather, they actually weren't really high, so that was good. Uh-huh. Were um, they, like, they were not pleasers or dancing shoes? Or? You know, we know those didn't exist back then. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was, we, those, when I first started dancing, we actually had to wear stilettos and oh. real heels. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Pleasers did not exist. The first person to ever make that type of shoe was um, Patricia Field. And it's called the jungle shoe. You had to go to New York to get them. Oh, my God. Literally. Wow. <laughs> so pleasers aren't the people. They didn't design those shoes. Clover, take yep. a note. Patricia Field. <laughs> Patricia Field. <laughs> oh, my god. That's right, yeah. Wait, is that? Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> I have to make sure. Who's the woman who ever designed everything for um, for Sex in the City? Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Patricia Field oh. is Sex in the City. Okay, good, yes, done right. Okay, cool. She used to have stores. She had, back in the day, she was a designer, but she also had a few, like, these crazy-ass stores mm-hmm. in New York with these really amazing clothes. And oh, yeah. It was all, like, and strippers. We used to buy her shit early in the early days. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to say trans. Oh. Trans women. Yeah, trans. Sorry. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> what did I? Oh, what did I say? I don't know. Oh, what you I said, said the, the oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, back then, though, I'm not talking about guys who are who were men. Yeah. Just like we're doing shows. So it's, it is a difference. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you like uh, uh, drag, drag performers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, right. It's I know. This is where I'm old school. No, it's it's totally chill. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> you know, just for our audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I should just know. I'll be 49 next in a month or two, so. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Many months ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... When's your birthday? October second. Oh, nice. October two. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Libras. I love Libras. Um, oh, are you a Scorpio? Yeah. I'm my mom is. My mom is too. Oh, my mom is a Libra. So oh, that's so funny. Switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh-huh. So anyway, so I got hired at, at Lusty Lady. Uh huh. And um, so I worked there for nine months, and I mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. I, like right away, I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved the women and. I loved, and it was a trippy place. We actually got paid by hour, mm-hmm. so we got checks, and there was no cat. The guys didn't tip us. Only yeah. in one little separate r- booth could they actually tip us, uh-huh. but generally, because that's the place where they're just jacking off. Uh-huh. Um, but because uh, it was like a hybrid, like strip club and peep show. No, it was all peep show. The only place where you could make tips was down the hall, is one separate room called Private Pleasures, mm. which was where a guy could. Um, you're still behind a little screen, but it's uh-huh. a little bit bigger, and it's just one on one. And a guy could pay, and he'd shut a door, and he'd be in his little room, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd be, you know, mm-hmm. performing your show. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically just like laying down and jacking off. Yeah, know, well, pretending. To. Yeah. Actually, that's the first time I ever made myself come was in that room. Oh, that's wow, that's amazing. Which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it was like the weirdest thing. I wasn't trying to, but this guy, this is in my book, but um, he his thing was like to have the girls like turn off the lights, and he would rattle off some like you know bad fantasy mm-hmm. and want the girls to get off, you know. Mm-hmm. And mostly it's so it's like, okay, buddy, you know, I'll just pretend. Yeah. And I was just sitting there and all of a sudden I came and I'm like, holy shit. 
Because wow. I had, had been having orgasms with other people, but not mm-hmm. by myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he didn't believe me. He's like, you just faked that. I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Oh, my God. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and I also just like, he wasn't even in on it, really. No, yeah. no. No, because no. No, I was trying to block whatever he was talking about out. He was like, yeah. like having sex on a plane. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, you're just I've like boring. Sex on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like so pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> also just like grimy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, actually, I don't want to, you know, no shame. No, yeah. no, 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 totally. Right, but, right. Uh, but also like. I just think about how they Plane clean planes. Planes, yeah, have never been no. like a like yeah a sexual destination. I mean, I used to like fly standby <laughs> all the time and take so many planes uh, because my father is in the airline industry, hmm. and so I just like have like very like a very intimate relationship with flying and airport and pl- airplane bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and just also airplane seats and knowing all of the horror stories. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah it's so not, it's just right. like my understanding is different. I'm just like, no, don't want to join the Mile High Club. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I I know people think it's like you know it's like no, I've done a lot of other things. Yeah. 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 It's it's like yeah, there's a lot of taboos to go for, and maybe that one's not the one for me. No, exactly. <laughs> no one here. We don't need to. <laughs> so um. So you worked at the Lusty Lady for nine months, and then what happened? And then um, once I got sort of my, my hair grew out, I was still wearing, you know, my hair, and so I didn't have to wear a wig anymore, oh, how, which was how nice. short was your hair? It was... Like bob length? It was even, No, it was even shorter, because I, and then I, like, then I was growing it, then it was bob length, but then I got a better wig. It was still really black, though, mm-hmm. but it was a three-quarter wig, so it started, so I had my real bangs, oh. so no one could tell. It was actually a better wig. You couldn't see That's that it smart. was... Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, hot. You it know, it's really so annoying. Yeah. I don't know how girls wear them all the time. No, at the club. wigs are crazy. Like, like when you're sweating at all, I feel like it just gets all trapped in there. It I really does. Disgusting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I used I mean, to know girls hard. who would wear them all the time. And I'm like, I don't know how. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've like gone like months and months wearing wigs, and it's just like. It's yeah. a process. Oof. When I was wearing like ponytail extensions, even like it was just like there's something about when it's not your hair and it's just kind of like. The yeah, sweat is like latching <laughs> right. onto it. But at least a ponytail, your neck's like yeah. yeah but I know what you mean, though. Mm-hmm. And it's also like heavier too. Yeah, you know, any mm-hmm. kind of like extra hair. Yeah. So you, so you had grown out your hair. I was growing out a little bit. Yeah, it was like not just on my shoulders. And yeah. then I went and worked at this um, this club down in I can't remember where it was, but south of the city. Mm-hmm. And it was a place where it was a bikini bar. Mm-hmm. And so we got tipped, but we weren't doing lap dances or anything. Uh-huh. And um, and but it was like lots of ones but we wore the teeniest little bikinis and we would oh, use bikini yeah. bites so we had to like glue them to our oh, parts yes. so they wouldn't move like uh-huh. the smallest tiny it was hilarious the littlest bit of tape <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no this this roll on stuff it's oh. actually meant for it's oh, called bikini I bite it's for people stuff. who do um uh like muscle competitions ah. like the women you know they're like yeah. fucking buff and they have to wear these little yeah so you roll it on you and it sticks that's so cool yeah mm-hmm. actually it's really he's so his joke you know like if you ever uh guys will you know guys are disgusting whatever and mm-hmm. sometimes like if you're doing a lot like a nude lap dancer and mm-hmm. even topless and you graze and they'll try to lick you or whatever yeah. this stuff is this bikini bite is fucking nasty and i always thought you know the best way to get back at them is to put this on yeah. and let <laughs> them God. just be like because <laughs> you can't see it yeah well, that's a good idea. Put something like gross on your boobs, like no, some people, alcohol. Some people put um, deodorant on their nipples to keep guys from sucking on them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I always told, I always started my once I started lap dancing, and I mm-hmm. got, I always had a rule that like rules. 
mm-hmm. that I once the song started, I would tell them. Mm-hmm. So almost n- I never guys would like. This is I'm speaking backwards now, but they almost never broke my rules. That's because nice. I was really that's upfront nice. and clear about it yeah. right yeah. away. Uh-huh. And so guys never really fucked with me. Yeah, that's really important. That like um, that communication at the outset is yeah. like it really helps to clarify things. And, and surprisingly, people will kind of follow them if you tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And yeah. I always ended it with this like how you know it always ended with and you have to have fun. You know, yeah. it's like. Because men are simple, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like, and you know, and I'm doing it all like with my body draped against them and yeah. just whispering in their it's ear. It's sexy, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't like because the worst thing in the world to me is scolding a man. Yeah. So you know, if you don't tell him what what not to do, mm-hmm. and then he does it, and then you have to scold him. Well, nothing. It's hard to get another dance after that, or turn yeah. it around, or yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, unless that's their thing, and that's not my thing. Like, uh-huh. I would never be a good dom. Yeah. You know, ever, oh, it's hard. It, it can be hard to get into that mindset. Yeah, it's it's funny. I was saying to a friend, one of my best friends, she knows this, that um, I'm like, oh, I fucking, those guys are so disgusting to me. And she was like, mm-hmm. yes, that, that's all you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's really just however you talk about them to your friends. Yeah. And just like, I, that. I mean, they don't actually disgust me, but it's not my, this is not my jam. Yeah. yeah. yeah like no. the guys who want to be shamed and all that. It's just not, I'm more of a like loving, sensual. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I feel like I have like both sides of that like i love i love to get into domination stuff and like anytime a guy wants me to step on his balls i'm like more than happy (laughs) (laughs) see i never like doing that yeah i like choking people i'm happy (laughs) to do that (laughs) so great i love when women who look like you like or get into that stuff it's perfect you know yeah um but i also i feel like i'm very like i'm like like, very just for everybody to know she looks she's like young and like super pretty like (laughs) Oh, just a very specific, you. like, cute look. I just want to make sure that I, like that. I mean by that. Yeah. I have, like, a, I have like a Disney-friendly vibe sometimes. Right, right, right. That's yeah. what you know what I mean. Like, if you come off, you're, like, big smiles, and then, yeah. you, you know, yeah, and then no, choke no. them out. <laughs> yeah, like, your tiny penis is stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had some guy who was, like, into the penis humiliation mm-hmm. recently, and he was just like, yeah, just, like, talk about, like, anything you would say to the friends in the back. And then wow. he was like, I want to go. I'm going to try and get a dance with this other girl, too. Um, and then I'm like, she doesn't even want you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And Wait, I'm did like, he like that? I he, I think he was like, he was like hurt, hmm. but he was like, this is sexy. <laughs> He's like, hmm, I don't know. I'm just turning it on, but I'm not sure. No, he was literally saying, like, you know, the more it hurts, like, it's also sexy because it's the taboo. What? Yeah. I, I can't such a imagine trip. It's a real mind trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If someone told me something like that, I think I would just, like, go home. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I'm done. <laughs> like... Oh, like he doesn't even want you. He's he doesn't want you to sit in his lap. Yeah, like, all these people think you're disgusting. Your your pussy stank. Or yeah. <laughs> no, like, I mean literally, ah. what happened was like I went to the bathroom. I was like, hey, this guy wants to dance with you. The girl was like, oh, him. He's disgusting. I'm gonna go. Like I hate him, and I'm gonna go away from him now. I just can't be with this man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I like told him that verbatim. He was like, wow. Hey, he liked it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of understand the reverse psychology a little yeah, bit. You yeah. know, I mean, it's sort of like I've even told men that like I've been like real sex with, not for work. Sometimes it's sort of annoying if a guy's like, uh, "Come for me," like you know, like they're oh, giving like pressure. Oh my god, like, I, I want hate you to that. come. I'm like, you know what you should do for me? Tell me you don't want me to come. Yeah, like, like whatever you do. Like it's sexier to me if someone's like. Wait, no matter yeah. what I do to you, mm-hmm. I don't want you to come. Like, that will work better for me than mm-hmm. you telling me to come. Yeah. yeah right? So I kind of do understand a little bit of that, like, opposite 
yeah thing you know yeah he like showed me his dick and it was like very normal like, it was it, it, it was just tiny. like it was like i mean it was not large right 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 it wasn't girthy but it wasn't like it teeny, wasn't tiny. it wasn't micro penis no yeah that's a whole other genre of peen so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's also surprising too when guys aren't like that yeah and want that you know but, yeah i know i always wonder i was like well i think Oh, he said that uh, one of his past girlfriends had been like, I like you, like, you're attractive, but, like, your penis is too thin for me. Oh. And that was like... But he knew it wasn't big, right? Yeah, he knew it wasn't Mm. big. Anyway, so I can (laughs) go on a tangent. I'm already in a tangent with him. (laughs) So, okay, to get to question number two, (laughs) how did you transition to escorting? So, um... I mean, it seems like they worked in tandem. Well, no, I danced for five years mm-hmm. first without and not doing mm-hmm. anything else. Um, and and we were making so much money. Well, by the time that I did hook at that period of time, we were making so much money in the club that I didn't even need to, like, it wasn't even a thought, pro- you know, like, the, uh-huh. you know. It was, do you think it actually is pretty different, the money? Cause I've oh, heard, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what did you hear? What did oh, you hear? I've just like heard that we are getting so much less money than. Oh like, yeah, the industry. You guys have no idea. The industry has completely changed. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, what it'll you, never be the same how it was. What unfortunately. Think, what, what What do you think precipitated the change? Yeah. Um, a bunch of things. Uh, but one of the things there's it's so many more women doing it. Like when when it was mm-hmm. underground and there was only a few of us, we made a lot more money and yeah. the men treated us better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the more out we all became the cheaper everybody got and the worse they started treating us sort of an interesting weird have you ever danced in like any smaller cities or do you think there's a difference where like i haven't danced in but uh, no not tiny little cities but my friend used to back in the day go to this truck stop like i can't remember where it was like in montana or something (laughs) wow Mm -hmm. and it was some little club like attached to it and truckers make really good money yeah and they're just on the road all the time and she banked there but but this was also back when we were all were making really good money anyway you know but Hmm. um yeah it's because i know in la it's just there's so many clubs and mm-hmm. so many girls at every club and it's just like yeah it's oversaturated yeah yeah the whole field is the sex industry in general is mm-hmm. you know um yeah why do you think that is why do you think so many people join the sex industry because it's you know great i mean you make your own schedule you work part-time you yeah. get paid mostly in cash i mean it is a good job yeah <clears throat> you know so and the more people, like, you know, whispered to each other, like, hey, this is actually kind of good. Like, well, that and also, you know, with, I guess, millennials, but so I guess basically, you know, like what, you know, with music videos and stuff and like Britney, but even before that, we're wearing in their videos what we wore on stage. Mm-hmm. And before that, that wasn't out so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like people were not conservative by any stretch, but like it was just more underground, you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. When it started to be that you could see this in videos or girls were just dressing like this at high school or out at the clubs, mm-hmm. you know, it started changing, you know, and guys were like, well, why would I pay this premium price yeah. when I can oh, just go right. to a club? You know, and now there's like stripper poles everywhere. You know, I mean, now it's yeah, totally like go-go gone dancing way crazy. industry things. Yeah, yeah that are, you know. Yeah. Oh, so with that, though, I think a lot of young girls started realizing they could bank on their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like when I was young, it never occurred to me. I mean, I knew I could control men with my sexuality when I was 13, 14, mm-hmm. but it never dawned on me that it would be an industry. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think girls now, when, you know, or even 20 years ago mm-hmm. when it started changing, 
those young girls could see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could. They wanted to be these women who were dancing super sexy and doing basically stripper moves. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of these, you know, performers stole all of our, like, you know, yeah, all that yeah. booty popping shit all started with strippers. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so they were, if you grow up with that and you start seeing and you want to be really sexual and sensual and wear skimpy shit, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's, it just changed everything. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I feel like, do you think it's going to just keep getting worse? Because... Every time I talk to, um, I guess, people in a younger age bracket, they're mm-hmm. just like, I don't know why I would ever go to a club or anything. Yeah. I think it's definitely changing. I think more people are doing, like, cam work and stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, and also, like, Snapchat and whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah only fans and Snap, premium yeah. Snap accounts. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's complicated um, because, like, porn and sex work and, like, seeing people more scantily clad is just like our our whole culture of sex is changing mm-hmm. so, which in a way is good yeah but, it, yeah. but for but for money for sex workers it's yeah bad, <laughs> you know? I yeah mean, but we you thrive know, what are in you the do? taboos right yeah I mean, um, so how did you transition to escorting? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was making super, so much money. And guys, you know, it's kind of a natural question at the club, like, like how oh, much how know, much sex, can yeah. I Can right. I take you out for yeah. dinner? And so I'd always <laughs> just say, you know, so, no, I don't do that. No, I don't do that, mm-hmm. you know. And I always had boyfriends, you know, at the time. So I was like, I'm taken, you know, whatever. Yeah. And this one week, I was single for a week <laughs> back then. <laughs> and this guy had spent a bunch of money already yeah. on me at the club, Um Asked me that question, uh-huh. and I was like, I don't know, twenty thousand. Uh-huh. And he goes, Okay, wow. And he meant it, and that was the first time I ever did it was for twenty grand. Oh my god, wow. so I I'm love like, that. Okay. Yeah. You're like, Okay, like, all right. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. like an amazing start. I know, right? <laughs> like nobody gets that kind of money, really. I mean, you know, the women that used to get that kind of cash back, or even still, like our our famous women. Uh huh. Um, there's lots of famous women who, by the way, who have escorted and yeah. have sold themselves uh-huh. um, a lot, who are in like inner circles and used to be kept by sultans of Brunei and stuff, and uh-huh. um, and models mm-hmm. and porn stars mm-hmm. are all the people who usually bring in that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and but or you know if if someone wants you bad enough and they have money, they'll pay any they'll price. Pay it. They'll pay any price. Yeah, you know I used to always tell girls I'm like. I understand, you know, I know we'll get to this question about, like, pricing yourself, but uh-huh. even at the club, I would say to, you know, girls, like, don't settle, you know, and if mm-hmm. a guy really wants you, he'll sell his Toyota Corolla for you, like, yeah. get yeah. the money somehow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Know? So, and if he can't, then he can't, and yeah. he's not. He's not worth, you know, f- then there's focusing all that energy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I think another thing that you said was that, like, I think a lot of, like, younger, newer escorts... Um, tend to if they don't go start with stripping like they price themselves down because they don't know what they can make yeah what they're worth mm-hmm. you know you know interesting yeah I think sorry I think everyone should strip first mm-hmm. um, and I know I probably I'm sure there's some strippers uh you know, some dancers really see themselves totally separate as an escorts, which they are. It's a, it is two yeah. separate things. Mm-hmm. But some of them look down on us. Yeah. You know? mm, yeah. But so I'm not saying I don't want women to do dirty things in the club. Yeah. I was always, you know, like I generally always worked at clean clubs. Mm-hmm. So I took my work outside of the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I never mess with anybody's money in the club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was always sort of important to me. Mm-hmm. But I think women should dance first because it teaches them. Yeah, their self worth, you know, and also, but like boundaries, boundaries, and negotiating those, negotiating, boundaries. dealing with different personalities, yeah. and how to 
diffuse a situation when it gets, you know, because the yeah. thing is when you're in a club and, you know, you guys, I mean, and men get whatever, and something's mm-hmm. kind of dicey, you're, there's bouncers there, there's people there, you're covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, things can happen and have happened in clubs. Yeah, totally. The girls have been hurt, but you're basically pretty safe. Whereas yeah. on the street or, you know, in a hotel room, you're mm-hmm. not. You're by you have yourself. no accountability except for yourself and yeah. the person's so, word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's also good to kind of, I mean, in my opinion, if I'm going to do an out call, then I need to, like, have seen that somebody's going to spend this money. Mm-hmm. True. Like, that they have it, they're spending it, they're spending it in a place where it's, like, the premium price, and if they can afford the premium, premium price, then, yeah. Yeah. like, that builds some level of trust. But some people, I mean, a lot of people will make a lot of promises and not be willing to spend anything yeah. to show it. Yeah, and you can usually spot those people right oh, away. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. other thing, too, is being able to see, you know, mm-hmm. like, just, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either they have it or they don't have it. Yeah. I feel like being at the club, it does like expose you to so many different types of men mm-hmm. and different experiences with those types of men. I think it's like you kind of have a mm, a frame, like yeah. a frame of reference. Yeah, yeah. And like you start to understand how to like mitigate those personalities. Well, how people yeah. work, you know, and how just different personalities and. Also, I think it toughens you up in a good way. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And, and it, you get used to, like, that kind of touch, like, intimate touch and sharing yeah. an intimate space. Yeah. I mean, even though having sex with someone is so different from a lap yeah. dance. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very different. Uh-huh. You know? But, yeah. So, um, did whenever you went to see that first client for the out call, mm-hmm. did you use your, like, name or did you use your stage name? He actually, no, he bought me a first class plane ticket, so he had to know. Oh, he had to know your name. information. Oh, wow. yeah. where, did the, where where was the ticket to? We went to, I can't remember, I still don't remember till this day if it was Aspen or Vail. It was one of those towns. Uh-huh. He owned properties. He was really like Colorado? Wealthy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like one of those, like, high-end ski resort towns. Oh, wow, and um, fancy. And yeah, it was really annoying though because he he didn't want to have sex. He wanted like eight blowjobs a day. Mm-hmm. I was there. It was a weekend, and um, oh and God. he knew, and he kept saying my name over yeah. and over, my real name, and it was like awful. I that's hated like it. a Maybe weird like conditioning. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh God, I hated him knowing my name. Yeah. Also, yeah, I don't like hearing my. I don't know. It's a weird thing to me. No, I mean it's a weird thing to me as well. Like, cause I I have all of these associations with my name, and mm-hmm. then hearing it in a sexual context kind of takes me out of like. Yeah, it's like work. It's like ugh. I don't, yeah. I don't want you to... It's like ugh, me. All the things that I think about myself a million times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, I mean, now I'm so different about my work, but back then, well, that was my first time ever. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel like it was me. I wanted to feel like you know. It was some other, yeah. not, you know, I totally disassociative, but, like, basically. No, I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, safety and security yeah. and just, like, you know, suspension of disbelief whenever. Well, you... I wanted to be a part of the fantasy. Like, I wanted to be in the fantasy land, too. Yeah, you know, exactly. Right? She was in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to be, like. <laughs> and also, I feel like it's just such a power move whenever they, like, I don't know. I had a client who found out my name and just liked to overuse oh, it yeah. all the time and just, like, be, like, it's our special name that only I know or right. something. And uh, I, I know, like, they totally do. I mean, uh, it's so funny. I don't know why every single man will always ask a girl. That's why yeah. my stage name, Shannon, because I wanted to pick a name when I got to L.A. that was basically like a name. Yeah. You know, yeah. that wouldn't be like a diamond or something. Yeah. Because every single man asks you what your real name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every yeah. single one. So I always just say Shannon's my middle name and mm-hmm. that shut him up. That's smart. Oh, oh that's a yeah. great one. That just totally was like. Usually, okay. I'm just like, okay, here's my fake name <laughs> or my second fake second, name. Second, right? Yeah. Like, what does it matter? I can my tell fake you ten real different name. names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. 
but that word's just saying it's my middle name that they're like, okay, they let it go. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. So overall, how did the first, how did your foray into escorting go? Like you said, there was like the weirdness of eight blowjobs a day, which is a, a lot. That's so heavy. Yeah. Like, how did you do that? And you said it was a weekend. So was that like a three-day weekend or a two-day weekend? It was two just two days. Just two days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, it was probably just. But sixteen oh, blowjobs. Oh my god. I know. And the crazy thing is, I was sober back then. I wasn't drinking, so oh, I was wow. dead like aware for everything. I went in the bathroom and cried at one point. Oh, really? My god. It's definitely harder. I try to tell people that hooking is, it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's some things about it. You know, you can't. If you've, unless, you know, I mean, you can say no, but really you've made this contract with this person yeah. Yeah. and you've paid them. I mean, they've paid you, so mm-hmm. you signed up for this, yeah. you know, and uh-huh. um, and you don't necessarily, you can't always anticipate all of the feelings that you're going to have. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I was a tough girl. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that I would cry. I, you know, and I'd had a ton of fucking sex by then, yeah. you yeah. know, so it wasn't like, uh-huh. you know. What about it made you cry? If you I don't mind. The, I think just the fact that I, I didn't want to give him eight blood. I, I didn't want mm. to really be there. It wasn't about, like, I didn't want to be there, but I had to put on this smile and this face and yeah. power through and mm-hmm. and him saying my name. And, you know, like, it's a trip being yeah. totally, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, paid for, bought and paid for, you know. Yeah, yeah. To high enough have somebody, quote, unquote, own you for, like, a yeah. set amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Like, where you're like, Which okay, is harder than I'm, I expected. I'm fully catering to you. And also, like, that was 48 hours of... Yeah, that was intense, too. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just, like, an hour or two. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. my, I have a friend who goes on, um, like, trips with uh, her sugar daddy, like, our former sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, like, sometimes, like, a week of time together. Oh, yeah. my God. And it's so... Um, she's, like... Uh, she schedules in time where they're apart now. Yeah. So she's like, okay, so I'm going to be having a massage and wandering for these, like, three hours a right. day so that I need get my break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it really is a job, and, like, in any job, if you're working for 48 hours straight, you're going to reach, like, some kind of mental yeah. breaking point. Oh, for sure. It gets very emotional when you can't, mm-hmm. like, yeah. say, this is you're me. Not. This right. is me and my time. Right. And, I mean, it's such a kind of, like, customer service thing, and I can't keep a customer service voice for that long. <laughs> it totally is. It's, a, like, a major acting job. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And you're, you're trying to, you know, it's a lot, so many things. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy. Yeah. So how did your expectations contrast with the reality in that experience? Um, like I said, I just didn't think it would be that hard. Yeah. I just figured, you know, like I think a lot of girls, I've heard this people say this so many yeah. times, and I think I thought it myself, like, oh, I've had a lot of bad one-night stands. Yeah. It's going to be the same, but I'll get paid. Yeah. And it's not at all. Because mm. in a one-night stand, you can leave. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can just get up and go. Uh-huh. This isn't that kind of situation. Uh-huh, and also, yeah. I was out of town, but yeah. even more so. I mean, it's not, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're, if, I have integrity, too, so if I tell yeah. someone I'm going to do something and I yeah. get paid for it, I'm going to do that job, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. But... Um, what do you think of the guy? He he was nice. He was fine. He was weird, but you know they all are a yeah. little bit off center, yeah. you know. But that's fine. But uh-huh. um, I actually saw him again uh, later with a friend of mine. This time we went to New York, mm-hmm. um, and then I one of the only decisions. I don't have any regrets. This is one of my only regrets of life Uh was was tied to him, actually. Really? Yeah. He offered um, my friend and I. She was gorgeous. And it was nice having her there because then we can share the duties. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It's really good to split that. Yeah. That was nice. And um, (laughs) split the blowjob duties. Yeah. Um, And he said to us, he said, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to see you guys together one weekend a month and I'll pay you each 50 grand. 
Wow. Whoa. And I had just recently got back together with a boyfriend at the time, so I said I couldn't do it. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never turned down money for men. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, like, so, of course, that guy, you know, we're not together, and that was yeah. a lot. And she continued to see him for, like, four years. Wow. I think. Yeah. That's amazing. This guy sounds loaded, though. He was loaded. That's so incredible. Was it, it was his to just have that discretionary in He had like yeah, it was his house. He had he had houses all you know all over mm-hmm. the country. Was it a big house? It was. I don't really remember a lot about it though. Uh, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a nickname for him? I never made it. No, I didn't give him a nickname because he wasn't in my life very long. Mm, yeah, it was like those too, two too much of a brief encounter. To yeah, have that, yeah. People get nicknames or people who are just, like in my life for a little bit longer. Regulars, regulars, yeah. yeah. Um, so. What do you bring in your bag for a meetup with a client? Um, well, condoms, and then I, you know, I back. Sometimes I would forget to bring lube, but I mm-hmm. should remember to bring, mm-hmm. you know, lube. Or these days now, I use coconut oil. Oh, that's good. Oh. Um, yeah. With condoms, though. I've yeah, it's actually been okay, which oh. is I know weird, but, <clears throat> um, but I also now. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I only have right. I just have one client that I've been seeing for ten years. That's the wow. is that the, the Texan? Texan? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have any other. I'm not. He's my only person I'm seeing right now. Yeah. Because my other one died, which was very sad. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, baby bird. Baby bird. I thought he was ducky, but yeah, baby <laughs> ducky. Bird. <laughs> That's baby cute. Bird. That's really sweet. Yeah, it was so sad. Also, that was a huge hit to my financial yeah. situation. Yeah. Um and. I haven't been able to find anybody to replace him. And the thing is, too, actually, I wasn't—I didn't even meet him through the club. But being at the club is the best place to meet customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's like kind of on your mm-hmm. one of your questions. That's way down, I think. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, I, I agree too. Um, I mean, in my experience, like just because it is a safe environment and there are security mm-hmm. things, and you do actually get to see like that people have money. Yeah, and how they behave. You can get a really good lean on them. You yeah. can vet them. I mean, talk, you know, them, talk to them for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's the best place. That's where I met most of my like. That's I mean, the Texan I met him at a club. And, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah, I mean, it's like it's also you know you get to hear from other girls in the club being like, oh, this guy's not good. Like, right? He's sure. he's dangerous. He's gross. He's skeevy. Mm-hmm. He like goes too far and doesn't tip you. That's true too. So you right. just have additional vetting. I love hearing right. the dirt on people in the club. It's kind of one of the best things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this guy, he just like I told him he couldn't touch, and it was just like disgusting. Also, his breath smells like garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many club regulars. The club regulars are the best. They're so crazy yeah. and strange. <laughs> the club regulars that don't do anything though. Yeah, they're the, are... I know they drive me bonkers. <laughs> those yeah. guys drive me crazy. Yeah, there's been... this guy that comes in and he just does like string tricks and like rubber band <laughs> tricks and um he folds money into shapes oh yeah, yeah like yeah. but abstract forms there's always like the, guess what it is there's always <laughs> <laughs> there's always that person who's like folding money i know i have still one left yeah yeah because it's it's actually because it was so unique that i'm like i'm keeping just this one mm-hmm. out of all of them over the years i always unfold. <laughs> i hated when they do that it's like yeah do you know it's so annoying like don't you understand i'm trying to deposit this like it <laughs> yeah. needs to be flat <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, unless it's made out of a few hundreds. But yeah, like, exactly. You know, like yeah. you can do whatever you want with hundreds. Yeah, but <laughs> anything. Yeah, well, not anything. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those things. Well, the worst actually in the little shapes are when they just ball them up and throw them. At oh, you. I hate those. Yeah, 
I'm like, I'm not a garbage can. <laughs> I know. It's like, just walk the 10 feet, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they like, put like it on the stage. I hate game. the way the Texan, how he behaves in strip clubs. Really? He does all these things that drives me insane. Oh. <laughs> we go to clubs all the time. Uh-huh. And he stands at the stage. Also, uh-huh. it's really weird. It's also a Southern thing. They stand at the stage. It's oh. such an awkward thing. Yeah. And then they've like hold the money like they want the they girl to do. They lure it in. The, yeah, and they put yeah. it in their thing. You uh, know, like, I can't stand that. I'm like, just put the cash on the stage. Yeah. Stop yeah. touching her. Stop yeah. standing there expecting her to, for a dollar. Yeah, I'm I like, know. Oh, and dollar. when they hold it out expectingly, it's just kind of like, I'm already giving you a show. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a show. That's yeah. why I like, I say, I think is in my book that I talk about this one guy and I'm like, I'm like, what? Do you want to see a monkey fly out of my coos? Like, what do you want for this one dollar? <laughs> yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Your dollar. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't need it. No. <laughs> yeah, if he was holding like a 20 or like 50 or something like that. Yeah, But I feel sure. like these guys like hold out sing- single dollar bills and it's are just worst. so expecting. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know what I would do though? I used to have a lot of fun at the club. Like, I would take that kind of situation and I would say to those guys, I'd be like, let me see your wallet really quick. Like, I would, <laughs> and they wouldn't be so confused. They would show they, and I would just take it and like slink over to the other side or I'd put their watches on and move over to the other side of the stage. Like I would fuck with them so hard. <laughs> like I turned it into something that was fun. Like just let's have fun. Like mm. stop being weird with yeah. your dollar. Let's have a little fun. Sit down. Uh-huh. <laughs> put your money on the Sit stage. Like a, a good second. boy. Yeah. yeah like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I uh, I was talking to one of my friends, and uh, she just auditioned at um, Sam's After Dark, mm-hmm. uh, which is, like, a full nude club. It's also, like, an adjacent limb of, like, the Deja Vu franchise. But anyway, she was there, and, like, some guy was sitting by the stage uh, with, like, a stack of bills, and, mm-hmm. and the girl there was, like, a girl that, like, took it. And, like, ripped it and then threw it on herself. Whoa. Like, she just straight took his money. <laughs> that happens. But especially yeah. if a guy is, like, kind of being a dick. Like, yeah, that shit, I mean, that yeah. you know, he was just, like, trying to, like, you know. Front. Yeah, front and just, yeah. like, show it and give, like, a dollar to five dollars right. for a girl. I'm like, are you, what are you doing? What's yeah. crazy to me is, like, the guys who keep their, um, like, stack of cash on the table. Mm-hmm. And then they never approach the stage or never do anything with yeah. it. I had these guys that I sat with for, like, a while in their stack of cash. And they're in, like, the booth that you have to pay to be in. Because they're just super flexing. They're like, let's put our money out. Let's sit in this booth. And then they didn't buy any dances with anyone. And also didn't tip me for my time. But did um, you just take So I hope you just took some of that. Well, I took their jewel. That's <laughs> 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 But like everyone with the jewels, like where's my jewel? Where's my jewel? So, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, so, how do you keep yourself safe and hold clients accountable when you're leaving like the club or going offsite? Um, well, I'm, I have a really good sense of. Uh, I read people really well. That's mm-hmm. one thing. You know, I often tell girls who ask, write to me or ask me on social media about getting into it. And I said, look, if you don't have good instincts, don't get in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you have to be sharp. You have to have good instincts, especially if you're doing private with stuff, yeah. you know. Um, so either I would vet them at the club and get a sense of them and be like, okay, this is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's a brand new guy or I'm meeting him off online, I'll meet him for a drink first mm-hmm. so um. I can make sure he's not a cop. Mm-hmm. Or someone's going to chop me up in little bits. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I have one drink to decide whether this person's, you know, a Worth decent it. human yeah. being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a risk each time. But I don't bring anything with me like a gun or anything. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. I don't, um, I've never been in any situation where I felt in danger. Not once, though. That's great. So 
How have you, um, so you said you met people at the club, but also you just mentioned like online. Mm-hmm. Um, how other, how many other ways have you? I mean, I hate doing stuff online, but mm. uh, I have Backpage back in the day and uh-huh. Craigslist actually back in the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, some other, you know, like Sugar Daddy sites. Yeah. They're like, just mostly annoying to like me. Like seeking because, arrangements and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's actually how I met uh, Baby Bird. Oh, that's hmm. Through his friend. Uh-huh. Oh. So I met his friend through there, and uh-huh. then he was like, I was a little bit too old for him. So he's like, you know who I'd love you, though? My friend would love you. Mm-hmm. Worked out great because the baby bird had a lot more money. So mm-hmm. oh, wow. it worked yeah. out for me. But it was great seeing baby bird, you know, because he was older. Mm-hmm. He just thought I was like the hottest, youngest thing. I'm like, see, this is great. If you have someone who's much older yeah. than you, yeah. you're always going to be the young thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the Texan and I are a little too close in age. How old so. is the Texan? He, I'm so bad at this. He's only, I think he's like 57, uh-huh. 58 maybe. He just had a birthday. Uh-huh. I should know. but <laughs> um, And he knows how old I am. You yeah. know, so like he's always fucking with me. He's like, mm-hmm. you're going to be 50. So I'm like, okay, just. Like, thanks, sh- thanks for telling oh me. God. I know. Like, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so I can't even remember what I was just saying. Oh, oh online. Yeah. yeah. I normally don't like it because I don't like all the bullshit you have to deal with mm-hmm. like uh, i would much rather i could see where why madams and exist you know it'd be yeah. much easier to have someone just you know book me out but yeah back in the day when i had someone approached me mm-hmm. the woman who took over for heidi fleiss actually wanted me to work for her but at that time i was already running my own deals mm-hmm. was for so much money that i'm like i'm not giving someone a could you clarify who heidi fleiss is Oh, Heidi Fleiss was this, like, famous madam in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Um, What's a madam? It's, a it's like a pimp. It's just yeah, a female oh, okay, pimp. Yeah, okay, okay. A person yeah. who's in control of, like, a brothel and things like that, mm. but yeah, female pimp. Or even just hooking, you know, oh, yeah, well, not yeah. even a brothel per se, but, like, yeah. she had she had everybody's, she had this black book with, like, all these politicians and famous people, and she would hook them up with Whoa. gorgeous women, like, super, not you know, like, mm-hmm. super high mm-hmm. echelon and yeah. on the DL, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But she, um got caught and so went to jail <laughs> that's the risk which is unfortunate that the yeah. whole thing should be legal i mean none mm-hmm. of this should be illegal yeah I mean, it should uh, be legal it's for sure just the dumbest thing yeah um so you meet people you've met people through like a variety of venues mm-hmm. do you ever do charity cases Okay, that's a question that totally made me smile. No, I have never done any show. Okay. I've, I think at the club, like, I've done, you know, sort of extra time for people or yeah. an extra dance, but mm-hmm. I've never fucked somebody for free, that it was just, yeah. that it was a yeah. work situation. Well, I don't mean, like, I don't mean, like, uh, free. I just mean, like, discount. Like, um, the only people I've, I have, I guess, the only people I've given discounts to were people who I've known, who were my customers oh, for yeah, years, yeah. and they had hard times. Uh. And so I gave, you know, so maybe in that respect, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that's definitely. Which is annoying, though, because then you can never, they never go back up. Mm. Oh. Like, almost never. So I always tell, like, even when girls write to me and they say, like, my customer wants anal, I'm like, just know that if you give it to him, mm. you're, he's going to always gonna want, want it. it. All <laughs> so, the time, yeah. you know, men are just like that. So it's hard to get them to give you more, go back up to the original price. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that it's impossible but mm-hmm. generally speaking mm-hmm. yeah. if they can get it for less though they will yeah know? yeah because it'd be like awkward or like it'd be a weird conversation or something i don't know whenever you find out that they're out of their hard times and you're like so price. so hey let's yeah. right i mean you yeah. can but you yeah. know it's just and i don't know everyone's different you know i mean i've been trying to get the texan to give me a raise forever mm-hmm. he wants to give me less money and i'm like I, what? what like that makes no sense yeah. i've worked for 10 years i should deserve a raise yeah, yeah definitely you know he has given me christmas bonuses before though which is nice <laughs> yeah. so are you kind of on like uh like on a monthly stipend with him or no not i mean or he just gives like me the per, same exact per it's, meetup. it's per yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's, but, yeah. Do you uh, consider yourself, like, friends with him? Are you, do you have, like, a... <sighs> My relationship with him is so complicated. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. I mean, I, I tell him I love him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we both say we love each other, but it's, like, it's a very, it's not, like, a regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be there if he weren't paying me, you know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's so, we've gone through so much together. And totally. he doesn't. He doesn't know that you've no about your work. No, <laughs> I keep waiting. I thought he would be way out of my life by yeah. now. Yeah. I thought by the time the book came out, he would be long gone. Yeah. So I've like I'm every day I'm writing. Count. You know, like it's crazy. But yeah. the uh-huh. one thing I will say that if when he finds out, um, I'll just the one thing I'm gonna say to him is like everybody loves you. You're like a hero. So yeah, and I think that'll boost his ego up enough that hopefully he won't be so mad. Yeah, at no, I mean he really is like this mythological. Character. Everybody loves him. Yeah, you know, or, love, <laughs> or, or obsessed with him. You yeah, know, like people love the favorite or like the regulars. Like just yeah. hearing like this story chronicled of this person and yeah. how his interests have changed and all of your different like adventures together with other players and all of that yeah like, and i've never I, I don't say where he lives or what he does i've never said anything no one will know the only people who will know who it is are the he's introduced me to a lot of his associates mm-hmm. who know my real name which i keep telling him to stop fucking doing that yeah but they'll they'll when when it blows up yeah and also if you know if i saw the tv show that i'm writing which is based <laughs> basically on him and me um They'll know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. most of them know his dirty secrets anyway, for yeah. the most part. There's some things that they didn't know about him they're going to learn, but mm. that's also on him. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah definitely. He knew I was writing when I first met him. Uh-huh. He knew I was writing a book. And then when I realized that he was going to stay in my life, I stopped bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sometimes he'll say, like, he'll say something that he thinks is really funny. He's like, write that down. You should write that down. He'll still say that to oh, me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know he's very proud of himself yeah. <laughs> yeah, he totally is. Like, which is a thing I think people also really love about him yeah. because he's just so he's such a character yeah. he really is like that in that's, person you know that's funny um, have we plugged the book like officially and not yet not, not yet. yet no <laughs> she's like no wait. it's gonna happen for sure and also it's gonna be written up in the bio so that everybody can buy a copy um, do you have it on Kindle too it's on Kindle yeah It's. I haven't done the audio version yet but okay. no I've heard I've listened to you read um, a chapter or I, I mean I guess it's kind of like short stories so I've listened to you read like several short stories and one of them is like on YouTube um, but so I think I also read somewhere that one of his associates found out about your writing yes <laughs> I just saw him the other night too but he doesn't bring it up actually it's really funny so he he told me uh, it was like I don't know last year or something mm-hmm and the Texan had just stepped out to make a phone call. Mm. And he was like, oh, by the way, I found your Instagram. And my whole yeah. fucking heart oh dropped God. down in my shoes. I was like, <laughs> I started yeah. sweating instantly. And I was like, what? <laughs> so he was like, it's really awesome. It's so great, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And I was like, do me if you cannot tell Never him. Never tell him. You know, yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, you. he's like, that's fine, right? <laughs> and then I wanted to ask him so many things, but yeah. the Texan came back in. So then I, that was it. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I saw him after that, I brought it. I, mean, I was like... So, by the way, and he was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. (laughs) I just won't bring it up then. Mm -hmm. Maybe he forgot or something, or I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's like, I mean, to know that somebody knows and that they're, like, just inches away from... I know. It's crazy. (laughs) And I wish I had... um, 
I should ask it, but now I don't want to bring it up. But like, sh- I'd like to block him, if I, you know, because yeah. oh, yeah. I have like there's other people in the Texans life, like mm. his other girls that I have blocked because mm. oh. I found their names and their accounts. So I was oh, like, yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but you've been like pretty much the the most constant of all of these kind of satellites around the Texas. <laughs> I love that. Um, no, he's got girls actually in his life that have been there longer, but they don't travel with him anymore. But oh. yeah, so as far as like on the road with him, uh-huh. I've been the longest. Are mm. they, um, are they, some are your age or are they? No, they're a lot younger. All the other girls. I'm the oldest one. Uh-huh. Even the girls who knew him first are younger than me. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. I mean, it's. He seemed like you. You're like a working wife in a way. <laughs> I know. I'm like the second wife. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. One of his. Uh, well, the millennial. Um, uh, something pop, Blondie pop. Uh, no, no. She's actually. I call her the millennial. Oh, the, the millennial. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she. She's. I try not to bring her up too much because she's kind of a, a negative, whatever. But. Uh, she doesn't. She wants me out of the picture, and oh, she does really? not understand why he pays someone my age to fuck. Like wow. she's like, she's old as shit. Like, why are you paying her? Like she, she doesn't get wow. it at all. Cause she's really young, but like, he's like, yeah, you don't understand. Like, because yeah. they, you know, he likes her because she's super skinny and young, but she doesn't have the same mind I do. No, yeah, she's not dirty like me. She's not, you know, she's not, she, she's not as fun. She's yeah. not, even all his friends are like, we don't like her. Like you're so much more fun than she is, and yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. I'm like. Yeah, age is just, you know, mm-hmm. but she's like 24, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Not that that means anything, actually. I shouldn't even, it really doesn't. She just is who she is. Yeah. But it's funny to me. I'm like, that's so weird that she's like territorial like that. Cause I mean, yeah, also because she's been really, I have like, she's real entitled. She's just a really entitled mm-hmm. woman. But like, I'm like, look, I got no problems with you being in his life. Why are you fucking with me? Yeah. You know, like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're both getting paid. Yeah. You know, and then she's always like, she, you know, I don't know. Yeah. She's, she's asked, she's uh, written to me. Whoa. Like, emailed me, you know, from my work email address, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And she, she's included me. I think she's asked me for favors for things. What? And it's like, yeah, it just drives wow. me crazy and gets real pissed if I say no. And I'm like, honey, I told him recently, I'm like, don't. I don't want to hear any more from her mm-hmm. through yeah. you or even if email. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I'm like, have I ever asked any one of your other women for a favor? Your other girls like ever in my life? He's mm-hmm. like, no. I'm like, yeah. How's we're not not coworkers, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I know we share you, but this isn't that yeah. not office yeah. situation. Well, I'm not your friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yeah, like I'm fine with her. Good, like. Make That's your money, so do your thing, girl. That's on you. Yeah. How did she even find your email? That's so. She wrote. She one time. Uh, she it was so crazy. They were in San Francisco. Actually, that's why we're going next week. Mm-hmm. She was there before me, and I came into the room, and uh, he hadn't slept all night. Whatever. Blah blah blah. But when I was leaving the next day, I can I can't believe I actually found it. I love the little pads. I love paper and pen because yeah. you know mm-hmm. I'm a writer. And I picked this up, and little things fell down. Mm-hmm. And she had written me this long note just addressed to me, but she hid it. And I found wow. it, though, which is crazy. Yeah. Because it could have easily been just gone unfound. Mm-hmm. And it was this long, long thing about him and how we should deal with him and all this. And I'm like, okay, oh. honey. Like, I've already known him for, like, seven years by yeah. that point. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, don't tell me how to Speaking deal with my French. fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then she was like, I would really appreciate it if you, would, if you would email me or call me. You know, And that's what she put her whole real name and middle name. She gave me away all this information. I'm like, wow. what are you doing? Too. That's like that, she French. needs some discretion. So I was like, okay. Do I, you know, I don't want to be on her bad side because I can tell she's a very vindictive, like a crazy mm-hmm. person. So I'm like, I'll just email her and just, you know, be like, keep it from my work accounts. It has mm-hmm. not attached to anything with me, you know. 
How do you mitigate those kinds of quarrels? I just tried to, I was very, I'm actually so good at that. That's why I would have been like a good lawyer or a politician because mm-hmm. I'm very good at easing people's uh-huh. minds and situations, mm-hmm. making them feel like they got what they wanted. Yeah. Even, even though they didn't really, you know. Yeah. But, so I can't remember, this was a while, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, I just said, you know, I hear you and I'll, you know, yeah, I don't like when he gets that high either, you know, I'll do my, I've been doing my best and we'll just keep it up, you know, like that's all. And then I was like, cheers, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> I kind of, I just, yeah, I didn't need to get back to her or even say I found the note. I could have just played dumb, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, eh, I just want her on my good side. I don't mm-hmm. need to make enemies with her. Um, She's, you know, and that was before all this now lately. I mean, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't even know what's came in, what's where that came into, but no, no, how we got on that tangent, but I mean that's so interesting. Um, so, which is higher impact, dancing or escorting? So I had this question, <laughs> and you had an interesting response was like uh, impact on my life or theirs or both, and you meant physical impact. And I meant physical <laughs> impact, <laughs> which I love. But I'm really interested in it as like a broader th- like impact as in like impression on their lives and, right. and on your life. Well, well, I'll tell you how you I'll answer your question originally how okay. you meant it. Okay. Um, and I would say that dancing is definitely harder on your body, you know, mm-hmm. but also, you know, it's really funny for so many years, people would be like, oh, you know, that's got to be really a great workout. And mm-hmm. for so long, I'd be like, not really, because you're not keeping your heart rate up for a long time. True. You're on stage for a little bit and then you're lap dancing, but it's not really. And then now that I haven't been dancing and I'm all heavy now, and I'm like, you know, it actually was doing something because you're yeah. walking around in heels and going up and down stairs. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a six plus hour shift where you're not sitting really. Yeah. So and it's even not really a sitting, workout per se, yeah. but it is doing something for your body. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, I didn't. I'm like, it's not really a workout. But, and also, I never did any pull tricks or anything, so no. I wasn't one of those girls. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm the pull trick girl. You are? Yeah. <laughs> I never. Actually, yeah. it's so funny. Even recently, some one of my friends is thinking about starting dancing, and she was like, oh, I'm so worried about the pole. I'm like, oh, honey. Oh, it's so not important. I'm like, in 22 years, I never did a single trick. You don't need that to make money. No. <laughs> Every time I talk it's to It's honestly man, detrimental. <laughs> yeah, they're ways. like, we don't care about pole tricks. Like, I, I couldn't give a damn. Yeah. It's all about how she moves. Like, yeah, and like, connecting with guys. I'm like, you smile and yeah. connect smile, with their eyes eye and contact, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. close to them. I always say, like, be on the floor, be close enough to touch. Yeah, but you I know, don't even know if I you. fully believe that now because yeah. I feel like the crowd really does go wild for when someone's really good on the pole, or that's when I see the most it depends. money. It, it's solely, it's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. There are times where it does liven everything up, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, so yeah, that that part but then impact on the you know it's interesting so when I when I asked you that and I realized that I actually got to impact people more when I was dancing because it was more different individuals Mm -hmm. and I was really always you know I was I say this you know sort of a healer by nature I think a lot of sex workers Mm -hmm. are yeah um and so a lot of my lap dances were, you know, they're sexy and they're whatever, but it's mm-hmm. like a lot of this like really healing and like giving this like safe place for this person to be themselves or be sexual or tell me whatever, right? You know, and mm-hmm. and then there were other times where guys would be rude or whatever, and then I would school them, but in a way where they would hear it and I would change their mind about how to treat women. So yeah. I was also teaching men 
like not to do that shit. Yeah. yeah. So many times, they, you know, they'd leave being like, thank you. I, I never put it, no one ever put it yeah, in that way exactly. before or whatever, you know. Oh, that's the most gratifying yeah. thing to Oh, hear. I love that. Isn't it the best? So now I don't have, you know, I just have this, especially now I only have the one person. So, and he's too far gone to fucking teach anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've I know, told that motherfucker. Years in, it's like. <laughs> ten, ten years, ten almost years. ten years. I mean, I've told him a thousand, probably ten thousand times not to spank my ass. Fucking does it every time. Oh, my wow. God. Like, every time. It's like he just he just does he not. Does not he does not. Yeah, it's not it's processing a, it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think part of that like mentality can get you into relationships where, where you are hiring so many sex workers to really like handle that, to handle like a lot of that like not listening or like being yeah. a handful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, being totally yeah, disconnected. Being really disconnected. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um. So you, another thing you said that I really liked was something like um, strip clubs are a combination of circus, brothel, and wellness center. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I think that that really paints the picture yeah. quite well. You know what's really funny? I wrote that um, while I was still dancing, obviously, like a long time ago. And um, and now, you know, like everyone, all the like, uh, verbiage is so even life fucked up earlier. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. So on point. And I think about it now and I'm like, you know, I didn't mean brothel like actual sex is happening in the club. I meant mm-hmm. it. I meant that. I just use that term as. But I wonder I mean, if there's but any honestly, stri- that's true, too. I mean, a lot of sex is happening in clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Now it is. But I, back then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not really? as much. You know, not really. I mean, I just, you know, mm-hmm. actually, that club back then was really clean. Interesting. Yeah. So, but I'm like, I wonder if there's dancers who would be like annoyed me using that word now, you know, or mm-hmm. something. But whatever. I mean, I definitely think there's like a lot of um, sex shaming and horophobia within the sex work community. Yeah. Like especially among strippers, there's like that divide of like, oh, I'm a clean stripper, or right. yeah. she's a dirty stripper, right. and all of the gossip around that, which is, I mean, just so negative and toxic. <laughs> For sure. And I never gave a shit. I mean, to me, my whole thing was. If you're going to do extras in the club, then get so much more extra money for it so that mm-hmm. you're not cu- undercutting anybody. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't mind what you do. Be clean. You mm-hmm. know, use condoms. Like, be, like, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why any girl would let guys fucking finger bang them in the club. Yeah. To me, that's, like, absolutely disgusting. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a germaphobe, but it's like, hell no. Mm-hmm. You know? I'd rather give a guy a handjob mm-hmm. than him touch me. Mm-hmm. And especially in a club, because yeah. their hands are everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. But... To me, it's, I never really cared. To me, it was just about charging for it mm-hmm. and being discreet, but, you know, mostly charging up enough for it, you yeah. know? Like, don't just do that for the actual price that we're all just charging to give a lap dance. Yeah. Uh, well, I think also, I mean, for me, it's like uh, people are going to want what they want, but also what I am is different than what other people are offering. Sure. And like, people yeah. definitely, like, in the end, some guys are just going to want a hand job, but some people, I mean, I think most people have a type. Yeah. And, like, they're mm-hmm. there for that type, and they totally. won't accept a hand job from a person who's just not their type. And honestly, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. I, I used to love lap dancing was, like, one of my favorite things. I actually miss that. Hmm. I never miss stage. I don't care about stage, but I miss lap dancing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there were so many guys who actually were, like, if you give a really good lap dance, I mean, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be really fun. Yeah, you can be really in, in tune with somebody. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's commercial break time. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Uh, So uh, we have a word from our non-existent sponsors. Have you ever considered donating your eggs to help a family unable to conceive? How about donating your eggs to a family interested in eating human ova? Now you can donate those unused eggs in your ovaries to a new, more delicious, cheap, or cause through Ova Easy. 
Think of your eggs like caviar. You can't just buy good caviar for cheap. We would pay you top dollar for your eggs. You don't have to have perfect genes to have edible ova. Good genes, bad genes, smoking habits, hereditary cancer, it doesn't matter. We'll take your eggs and turn them into a delicious treat on a saltine. Donate once, twice, or until we finish off your egg supply. It's that easy. Join today with Ova Easy. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Did you write that copy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, All right, Clover, nice. your turn. <laughs> My ads this time aren't great. That's fine. I mean, they're always much better than you <laughs> say they are. In the name of the Father, the Father, and the Holy Father, amen. Is your dad a chump, a total buffoon, an impish freak? Did he give you wings he handmade from wax only to watch you plummet into the ocean, pulled down by their weight into the depths? Does he hog the barbecue? Has he waved an American flag? Did he make you become a professional hunter and put you through a series of deadly tests in order for you to prove that you're even worthy of meeting him? Is he the prince of darkness? Is he an ogre? Does he act like he owns you? Does he drive a truck? Does he not wash his hands after peeing? Has he told you to dress more modestly? Was he emotionally distant? Do all of his shirts look the same? Has he ever even hung 10, smoked a doobie, or used an assault rifle to kill 30 to 50 feral hogs that run into his yard within three to five minutes while you and his other small kids play? Are his emojis wrong for his texts? When was the last time you changed his hairstyle? Is he part of the war fandom? Knows a bit too much about World War II? Did he name you after himself? <laughs> You're not alone, and you may be entitled to compensation. The law offices of Grant Chomar are here to help. Call 212-222-2222 today. <laughs> I love it. It's really good. <laughs> um, all right, so now we have some listener questions, and we had so many people um, message, so I'm very excited. Um, so some of these you've kind of answered, but I'm mm-hmm. going to like lay them out, and then if you have things to add. So. Okay, yeah. Um, what was one of your most unexpectedly wholesome experiences? This could be club or this could be escorting or both. Oh, yeah, that's a trick. I should have probably thought about that one a little bit more. I saw that that one actually threw me for a loop and then I didn't and then I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, wholesome experiences. I also don't really know exactly. I mean, if something was heartwarming to you. Yeah, but it's it's all heartwarming to me. I guess that's the yeah. thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those people, though. I'm that kind of dancer. I'm a very connected, mm-hmm. you know, present um, person. Um, you know, okay, I think I can think of one. There were a few different uh, Marines, young Marines, that I would dance with because that club is near a base or they come up to uh, from this base mm-hmm. and fly out of LAX mm. where I worked and um, and I think some dancing for some of those young kids who are either just got back or about to fly out yeah. was really intense and I always gave them extra love and yeah. extra time and, um, and a lot of them were just real, you know wide eyed and either not sure what to expect and scared you know, so I tried to ensure them, you know, whatever, and just give them as much. Mm-hmm. Or they came back and they were, you know, kind of fucked up and really needed a hug and really yeah. needed some energy. And there was one time I asked this guy, I'm like, you know, how can we help our young, especially younger vets, or all vets, but I mean, the guys who are just coming back, like, how can we help you guys? And he said, what we need is more time in between being sent out. Mm. Like, you know, if you're just back for a little bit and then you go right back out, he's mm-hmm. like, more time in between would be good. Mm-hmm. Like that's interesting, you know. Yeah, like, 
so I guess that would be my answer for that. Is that does that make no? That's good? a great that's a great answer. <laughs> no, I mean it's always interesting talking to vets um, who come through because I mean it is like or current. I probably should say any you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah, current uh, former. I, mean, I guess it's like a lot of people who are active duty in mm-hmm. this case, right? Because like they are like about to be shipped off somewhere, and so there is see like some like horrible shit. Yeah, and I've talked to a lot of people who like have served in Iraq or Afghanistan mm-hmm. and it's been just like interesting one to hear their experience and, and also to to like hear just I, I guess all of the I mean a lot of people come back with PTSD oh yeah and that's yeah. just like a I fact mean, how could they not you know no, I honestly. know how could they not yeah so talking to people who have like very apparent PTSD yeah it's, it's nice dancing I liked always it I always I like dancing for those guys, though, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like one small thing that you could do for them that yeah. they're not going to get. Yeah, I mean, for mm-hmm. me, I like to hug people. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I'm a big hugger, and I and I do like the whole eight-second hug thing. <laughs> it's like, so for those who don't know, it's like eight seconds is supposed to be like enough to like transfer some kind of energy, and, and a lot of people feel better after an eight-second hug. It's like a weird time I've frame. never heard Aww. the eight-second thing, but that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Um, and a lot of people are like, wow, I like feel completely different than I did before. Totally. That's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, like physical that. contact is so intimate. Um, mm-hmm. So as far as uh, I'm going to go for question two, but you kind of answered it. So this is as pertaining to escorting. Um, mm-hmm. Is it really scary the first time? What precautions are necessary? Who pays for the hotel? Oh, or yeah. do we go to each other's houses? Should you always have security, like a low-key entourage? <laughs> Should you bring a weapon? <laughs> I would say probably no weapon because it could just be so easily turned on used you. Used on you, exactly. Um, if anything, maybe pepper spray that you could spray. You'd have to run right after because mm-hmm. it fills up a room. So yes. it get you also. Uh-huh. So pepper spray is really intense for that way also, you know. But mm-hmm. the thing, I mean, I guess... Like I said, I mean, I also have never been one of those girls who, unlike the granny in UK, <laughs> I've never done eight men a week, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never worked full-time like that. Mm-hmm. I danced full-time and then, you know, would see, like, regulars, you know, once a week or twice a week, a couple of them. And then sometimes I would add a guy that I met at the club that would, you know, meet my standards or, mm-hmm. and price. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it wasn't a lot. I've never done a lot of unknown so many i've never worked the street i've never you know so i can't speak to that but uh they always pay for the hotel um and or if they can't have it in their credit card or because a lot of them are married mm-hmm. they'll give me money to, to get it and that's yeah. fine i don't mind doing that because yeah. uh you know i'm not married no one i'm, I'm so now i'm you know i'm out so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter um I mean, they won't see, you know, just make sure I, I, those guys that I don't know, I don't want them to see my name. So I just make sure they don't see any information yeah. or not standing next to me, you know. But uh, what was the else? Uh, um, so sh- what about security? I've never had another person come with me. And no, that's not true. Back at, when I worked well, at Mitchell. You had like a, like. You had an excuse, right? Like, oh, I have a friend waiting yeah, to hear back Yeah, that was just me. a lie. Yeah, yeah But yeah. it is something I have used a couple different times. Like, my friend expects to hear from me at very specific times, several mm-hmm. different times, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't tell them when. Mm-hmm. And um, and if she doesn't, she knows where I am. She's mm-hmm. going to call, like, the Calvary, you know, or he or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah. And most guys, you know, like, they'll hear that. I mean, 
they don't, and most of these men, most, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't want to hurt you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't want there to be an issue, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, they're also, like, kind of assuming some risk. Like, definitely yeah. not they totally the same are. level. I mean, but. a lot. Because I could be insane. Yeah. I could rip them off. You could have somebody hiding there, too. Yeah. And, then, mm-hmm. and there's, unfortunately, women who've done that shit. Actually, the Texan had that happen. He got wow. ripped off once. Wow. Yeah. Like, and was this, it was a whole setup. He mm-hmm. got set up. Hmm. You know, so it happens. And those women, see, it drives me bonkers because then I don't like actually, you know, they give us a bad name. You know, it's like, mm, yeah, just, but that's, you know, just mm-hmm. takes that one percent. Yeah. Anything, you know, but um, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. But mostly it doesn't. Mostly, yeah, you know, I would say. But I've never I mean, brought mostly you're dealing with me. people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're I just mean, like everybody. You yeah. Know? Most of them. I mean, yeah. Um, the only time I think I've ever had a security person was when I did from the club. We did like a bachelor party, and it was two girls and like a you know like forty men or something. Oh, and yeah. we got we play you know like plan this whole whatever. It was a bunch of money. I think that's the only time we brought someone with us. Yeah. But that was a whole different thing. There was mm-hmm. no sex or hand no dicks out at all. It was like mm-hmm. on the level, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, board. forty guys with their dicks out. I mean, that's kind That'd of be a little intense. Yeah, <laughs> I think for everybody involved. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Right? You're like, oh shit! That's my buddy's dick. <laughs> Yeah, I think also for my friends and I, if we meet uh, clients outside of the club, like we do, um, you know, like we just send our location. So we like share our location over like the course of time that we're meeting with them and all of that and have each other check in and all of that Mm -hmm. if anything happens. So, I mean, it's not going to prevent something from happening. If something, if someone is dead set on doing on causing harm to a person, Mm -hmm. then they're going to, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, so that's why I say that. Having good read on people mm-hmm. is so important. You know, I mean, if someone's acting a little sketchy, some anything, mm-hmm. you know, there were guys that even at the club that were like that. And I'm like, I don't want to even lap dance for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I turned down money at times at the club. Mm-hmm. And I for sure turned down, even when guys at the club would meet my price for leaving. Mm-hmm. But I could just tell. Someone's either off with them or they were the kind of guy who was just never going to be happy and it was going to be an issue. Like, mm-hmm. I hate those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, they're just like, they just want to complain or fight. And I'm like, I don't like that. I like feeling like I've done a good job. Everyone's happy. We mm-hmm. hug. I leave. You know, I want it to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always, would just I say always no tell to people, people, I'm always like, I want to, I want to be happy, but I also want you to be happy. Yeah. I want us to leave happy at the end of this arrangement. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Same. <laughs> you know, but you can tell some of those guys you, don't aren't you know whatever you can't yeah. make them happy you know no matter what you do mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know like yeah so. they thrive with like their kind of haterade <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um so what is your what kind of like self-care do you have my self-care is basically just uh doing nothing <laughs> 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 like when i get back it takes me like a, it like two days to recover from my Texan trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It used to be just one day. Now it's basically like two. And that's mentally. Yeah. Um, emotionally and mentally and physically. But I'm not drinking and partying as much as I used to. So back then it was, you know, years ago it was more like I was physically recovering from just doing that many drugs <laughs> yeah. and drinking that much. But now I've really curbed that to down to a bare minimum. Um, but he's, you know, a case, a head case. But... So most of my self-care is just being, just, you know, chill, really allowing myself a lot of chill time, and then and writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I write pretty much every day, so that also... When do you write? What time? I'm going to write after we're done with this, oh, actually. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was out in my car, my book, my things. Um, I, I always write... In, these days, I write in the afternoon. I used to write for, like, 
these long 10-hour stretches. Wow. Maybe, yeah, maybe not that's crazy. That's really like, dedicated. Maybe six hours. Yeah, I would sit I at the bar and like that. get hammered and write for, but now I can't. <laughs> these days I'm like, I nurse like a drink or two mm-hmm. and I write. It's weird. It's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to get at least an hour and a half or two hours in. Yeah. Do um, so. Do you does the job do your many occupations? Because you have multiple I, venues yeah, that I you occupy. So many businesses I run. Uh, do you does it give you happiness or purpose? Yeah, helping people makes me happy. I mean, my whole life helping people has made me happy. So that's why this this industry has been so well suited to me. Because it really is all you're doing is help, you know, a lot of what you're doing is helping people. Yeah. Mm. Um, a lot of it's also just dealing with people. <laughs> you know, it it like, is really like managing. It's managing. Managing And people. also, and like we were saying earlier about having boundaries, because it's also about managing your own sanity, too. You know, yeah. like that's a big thing. I mean, you can't help anybody if you're so far burnt out or you're completely, you know, um, Wait, what was it again? <laughs> oh, just, does, does it give you happiness or purpose? Oh, yeah, 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 purpose. That's what I wanted to think of. Um, yeah, absolutely. It makes me super happy. That's awesome. I love, you know, I love making other people happy. Yeah, Aww. I do too. Yeah. I feel like um, whenever I'm able to, like, give people that kind of connection mm-hmm. and, and touch and, like, that kind of therapy, I feel really, it gives me a lot of satisfaction. Doesn't it? It fills you up, like, with, like, the super warm energy. Yeah, it's just, it like, really I, I do feel very, like, warm and full with that. Same. Yeah. Same here. After a good night, it's, like, that's really good. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh. I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had like a really great, great client who I think was like on the autism spectrum and he was just like so sweet and he was like shaking for a lot of our interaction. He was just like very like green, very new to it and not, it seemed like he hadn't, he wasn't especially experienced. He had some experiences, but he was not. And um, so just like figuring out ways to make him comfortable, like figuring right. out like, okay, we're not going to make eye contact. I'm going to have my gaze in like a safe place. I'm going to like help gently guide his hands to places where he can touch because he would just like thrust them out to his sides right, away right, from right. me because he was like <laughs> I don't want very nervous and he didn't right. want to cross any boundaries. Which is sweet. Aww. It was yeah. so sweet. Yeah. He was a great guy. It's cute, the nervous ones. Those yeah. are my favorites. I'm like, oh, I'm it's very human. Nervous. It's Aww. very kind. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So <laughs> this... Uh, so we are here with Sita, and I want to plug anything that you want to plug. No. I was so like, you what's, have, this? what's coming? You have so much to plug. Um, you have a book, anything but a... Wasted Life. So my memoir is out. Um, HarperCollins published it last year. To clarify, anything but a wasted life, because I started yeah, that I and finished you finished it. For it. Her. <laughs> Sorry, I cut her off. <laughs> Um, and that's, you can find it on Amazon mm-hmm. or, um, it's a few different Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. not in person there yet, but on their online. Actually now if you go to, well in America or in India, this is really strange, mm-hmm. maybe the UK, if you go to a bookstore and you ask them to order it, they can order it for you. Oh, that's great. Most bookstores, yeah, I think can do that now. So, um. And you have like a large um, art book of your photography. So yeah, oh, basically cool. I have so many different books. Yeah, so I have the memoir, and I have a large scale um, coffee table book of because I've been doing photography almost as long as I've been writing. Yeah, both of them I started, and we're going to get into that in an yeah, upcoming just, episode. <laughs> how are we doing? It? Okay. Um, so basically, you can find everything at sitakalin.com. Everything is there. S i t a k a y l i n. Yep. Yep. 
dot com dot com so and everything is there the, all the books my Etsy site I have Etsy I sell prints because I've been shooting you know whatever mm-hmm. and then I have a zine that I just came out with my very first zine which oh, I'm wow. excited about mm-hmm. yeah what's the topic it's I was actually it's just it's one photo shoot mm-hmm. so it's one shoot I did with a friend of mine and um, there's so many images well some that, that there's a lot of, that aren't safe for uh, Instagram NSFW <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um, but it shouldn't be work. It should just be Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not safe for Instagram because they're so picky. Yeah, you know, they whatever. are really. They're, they're the worst. To I've been shadow banned for months now. Uh, wow, months. I feel like it's I've very... been shadow banned, but I haven't checked. Everybody what in is it, almost. Banned? It's like whenever it's um, you can try and search somebody, and then oh. they don't like really come oh. up. They don't. So I basically I can't grow, mm-hmm. and I can't. And all my hashtags, I'll show you. All my hashtags are hidden. Yeah. Wow. And I won't be in the explorer thing. No, and it also like yeah. hides your content from even people who follow you. Like puts yeah. you in a dark corner. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean a lot of my hashtags like. Sometimes I'll be putting up a post and then it'll be like, oh, there's an error. We can't put that up. And then I'll like take away one of my hashtags. And, that was, huh, and then it's like, oh, OK, great. Now oh. you can ha- post your thing. OK. So it's really just like this. It's, it's, it's awful. crazy. Mm. And yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So everything you can find on that one on my website. OK. So sitakalin.com. And uh, so I am Selena the Stripper. You can follow me at Pretty Boy Girl on Instagram. You can support this project through Patreon uh, at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. Um, yeah, so continue listening. And um, I post uh, candid stories on my Patreon and also some on my Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram at Little Four Leaf. And there's an underscore after little and four is a number. Everything else is normal. <laughs> and we will have all of this in the bio. All right. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Ho in the Know. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. More money. I want your money. I want more money. 